Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand this morning. God is good. Amen. Yeah, he's so good. He's so good. God is good. And good morning. Welcome home. We're glad you're here today. Welcome those that are watching online. Hey, this morning, before we get into our series today, I want to just celebrate a little bit about what God's doing. You know, sometimes we don't stop and just take an account for how God's worked and what he's doing. You know, we have pictures on Facebook that are two years ago and three years ago and five years ago. And we look back at those and we kind of remember, man, that was a good time or, you know, that was a great thing. And today we are celebrating something that happened a year ago. Last year on this Sunday, we launched Connecting Point Church. Connecting Point Church is one year old today. Let's give God a hand for what he's done. That's awesome. And so we're not simulcasting today. Uh, Pastor Sean and their church over there are doing their own thing today, just celebrating what God's done and where he's been. But we're also excited about what's getting ready to happen. Um, We took the old Nazarene church that was over there. The church meets at the State Theater on Sundays, but on Wednesdays, Uh, We're going to start a Wednesday night kids and children's program over there. And the people over there in Columbus flipped the old Nazarene church. It looks incredible. They're having an open house this Wednesday night from 6 to 7. They're going to do hot dogs and invite uh, kids and high school kids and their families to come check out the facility. And the following week... Uh, We're going to launch our Wednesday night programs over there, and we feel like God is going to use that to even reach out to more and more people. So God is good. Amen. He's doing some great things there. He's doing some great things here, and God wants to do something great today. We're in a series called The Little Things, and we've been learning that God is about the details. He, he, He is. He's in everything. In fact, if you don't think God's about the details or the little things, Read scripture. There's all throughout scripture, God talks about the number of hairs on our head or the lack of number of hairs on our head are, are numbered. And, and all throughout scripture, God is talking about these numbers and details and things that, you know, maybe we wouldn't think about. And today, someone needs to know today that God isn't just about the big things. He's about the little things and he cares about the things that you care about. And that's where we're going today. God cares, let's read it together, about the little things that we care about. And so today, that's kind of where we're going today with that. And I want to talk to you today about a, pa- a story in scripture that's kind of weird. Like, it, have you ever been reading the Bible or, or reading something like, well, that's kind of odd. I want to talk to you from 2 Kings chapter 6, if you want to go there with me. 2 Kings chapter 6, if not, we'll have it up here on the screen. But there's this story in Scripture, it's like two paragraphs long, it's kind of odd, and then as soon as it's over with, the Bible just kind of keeps going. It's not really something that most of us have maybe even remember or have focused on today, but it's got some powerful truth for, for us this morning. So if you have your Bibles and you want to go there, you can, but here's what's going on in this story. The prophet at this time is Elisha, not Elijah, Elisha, say that with me, Elisha, Sha. Right? Elisha. I'm in a weird mood this morning. Okay. But anyway, Elisha is the prophet and he's kind of got like this school of ministry. You know, he's training these pastors or interns or fellow prophets uh, under him and they're meeting in this place and they're starting to outgrow it. There's just not enough room. And so a few of them turn to Elisha and they simply say, Hey, we're outgrowing this space. 
what do you think about us going down river and building a bigger, bigger place where we can worship? And Elisha says, all right, sure, go ahead. And they said, well, we'd kind of like you to come with us. And, and Elisha says, okay, that sounds good. And so they go, they arrive at the Jordan and they start cutting these trees down. Okay, they're just taking, they didn't have a chainsaw back then, you know, they didn't have a tree saw or whatever. They're taking an ax and they're cutting these trees down and, and scholars and, and as you read a little bit on it, they believe that actually these trees that they were cutting down were really close to the river. Now, uh, this is going to date me because this movie, I think, is from 1972, and it was old when I watched it, but I love this movie. In fact, there's a GIF, those little things on Facebook from the movie, too, but those are older, okay, maybe Generation X and older. How many remember the movie Jeremiah Johnson? It's like in 1970s, all right? And there's this, there's this little emoji or, or little GIF, right, where he's standing in the river, and he goes... Like that, you know, I think of that movie in this story because he, when in this movie, in Jeremiah Johnson, he's cutting this tree, building his house right next to the river, and that's exactly what these prophets, these school of prophets are doing. They're just doing their thing. And all of a sudden, one reaches back and is cutting this tree, and they even suggest it might have been the root of the tree, and the axe head falls off into the water weird, right? And the guy's like, oh, sir, talking to Elisha, that axe was borrowed. It's not mine. And Elisha says, well, where did it fall? What do you mean where it fell? It fell in the water. No, like exactly where did it fall? And the man pointed to it. He showed him the exact place. And Elisha cuts a stick now, I tried to study exactly what this stick represented. And you want to know what I found? Not much. I'm not sure what the stick means, okay? Yeah, that was deep, guys. All right? You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> so he cuts a stick, and he throws it right over the spot where the axe head went into the water. And then Scripture says, let's read that last sentence, the axe head floated to the surface. God cares about the little things that we care about, right? Well, then what's odd is, is that the axe head floats to the surface. And you think that the guy would just grab it, but he doesn't. Maybe he's in shock that a miracle's happened. Maybe he's just kind of spacing out. But for whatever reason, obviously, he doesn't grab it. And Elisha says, grab it, and let's read it together. And the man reached out. And then it just like goes on from that and we go into something else in scripture. It's a weird story. They're outgrowing a temple. They move down river. A guy's axe head falls off. It floats to the bottom. He's like, ah, it's a borrowed axe. Elijah throws a stick out there and it floats to the surface. He doesn't grab it. He says, grab it. And then the story's over. What in the world can you get from that? I do actually think there's some things we can get from that today. In fact, three things. I'm going to give you three things today that I think are important as we think about God caring about the little things that we care about. Three takeaways. Here's the first one. Sometimes, I'm going to state the obvious, we have no way of retrieving what's lost. Right now, in our church, 
We have a ton of people that are grieving, people that have lost loved ones, people that are, you know, nursing relationships, people that are maybe without a job or struggling in some way, or maybe there's a relationship that's strained. And there are times in our life where that axe head has fallen in the water and there's nothing that we can do to retrieve that. And the reminder for that today and the reminder for all of us today is there are times when something is lost and we can't grab it to bring it back, we need to remember in those moments to let go and let God. Say that with me. Let go and let God. Now, I'm probably butchering this story because it happened a long, long time ago. And my brother Chris is in here, so he might remember this story differently. But Chris had this Snoopy pole when he was like four or five years old. And we were out fishing on this boat and he's throwing, he's casting the, the, the pole, and all of a sudden he just casts the whole pole into the water. And I had never seen my dad jump in the water, dive in the water so fast after a $4 Zebco pole in all my life. And I don't even remember if he retrieved it or not. I think I just remembered him throwing it in the water, and I remember uh, dad jumping in after it. But the reality is today, it's not always just a super bowl, a su- super bowl. It's not always just, I'm still stuck on the chiefs. It's not always just, you know, a Snoopy pole <laughs> that gets thrown into the water and not lost. Sometimes it's life stuff, isn't it? And we can spend a lot of time and energy and effort trying to fix something or retrieve something that we don't always have the ability to fix. Now, here's what this isn't meaning. If you've wronged somebody, you can retrieve that through apology and through prayer, right? At least you can do your part. But there are times in our life where we can't retrieve it. Maybe when we apologize, they don't want to receive it. Maybe there are times where all of us, if we've lived long enough, we, we've lost someone or someone in our family has a cancer report that, that we don't like, or maybe we've been through that, or we know a situation, of we've lost our job. There could be something, and no matter what we do, we just can't seem to retrieve it. And this man had lost his axe head, and there was no way that he could retrieve it. And it's in those moments at times where we just have to trust God. But you know, the good news is the power of God can reach any depth. Did you know that? The power of God can reach any depth. Now, when you study this story a little bit, uh, geographically, where this axe head fell in the water, it's believed that it was not just deep. It was really deep. Say that with me. Really deep. It was extremely deep. It wasn't just gone. It was deep gone. Some of us, we know people, we, we, you know, whether it be alcoholism or drugs or, or whatever it might be, and we just think there's no way they would ever find God. There's no way that they'd ever come to church. There's no way they'd ever kick their addiction. There's no way our finances could get in a better spot. There's no way this marriage could be put back together. There's no way I could ever breathe again. There's no way. Let me tell you today, it doesn't matter how, how deep the ocean is, how heavy that axe head is. It doesn't matter how far, far down it is. There is not a depth that God's love can't reach. Amen. So while 
we kind of feel a little bit depressed with point number one. There's things that we can't retrieve. Well, thanks for depressing me. Here's the good news in point number two. We don't have to always retrieve it. God can reach wherever we're at, wherever they're at, whatever's going on. Paul says it this way. He goes on and on for a minute. You ever written a love letter to your spouse or to your kids or someone you care about? You know, some of us, we're not all that emotional, so we'll just say something like what the card said and then sign our name. You know, don't want to get too mushy. <laughs> One time I was trying to tell Noah, you know, I, I loved him, you know. I mean, Wit, she's just like, baby, I love you, you know, you're my little boy and all this stuff. And I'm like, uh, he's not, he's like a teenager now. <laughs> so then I'm like, dude, I love you. And he's like, dad, that's weird. I know, I, know, I love you though, dude, I love you. <laughs> right? If, sometimes we don't know how to like express ourselves. Paul goes on here and expresses how much God loves us. He says, I am convinced that what can separate us from God's love? Nothing. 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 He starts there. Neither death. Before we say or life, neither death. Well, that's kind of a final thing in our culture, but not to God. Neither death nor neither angels nor neither our fear. Man, how many of us have fear? Fear of our kid texting when they're driving and getting hit or they're not texting and someone across the road's texting. Fear of, uh, of, of physical afflictions. Fear of what could happen. Fear of Murphy, Murphy's Law. Some of us make up stuff to worry about. I'm going to worry. Why? Well, there's nothing to worry about, so I better worry that it's going to be, you know, I'm missing something. <laughs> you can't worry enough that God would quit loving you. Now listen here, not even the powers of hell. Man, we know people. We know people who are deep in sin or deep in addiction. If you don't know one, anyone, anyone who's in deep in sin or deep in addiction, then you're not paying much attention. There are people that are so broken and so shattered and so in the world's eyes gone And yet, Paul writes, even the powers of hell and all that comes with that, none of that can separate us from God's love. He's not done. No power in the sky above or in the earth below, indeed, nothing in all creation, nothing that's been created, will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen? Amen. We can't retrieve it, but there's not a depth that God can't retrieve it. And here's the thought today that we're going to hang out for just a minute this morning. What's interesting in my brain 
is that as the axe head, which seems like a little thing, the guy's trying to do his job. It's, it's not some major thing that we would think about. You know, there's no Ace Hardware or, or Home Depot or wherever, some local shop where he could go buy another axe head. I mean, he's just out of luck there. But, you know, there's no depth that, that it can't be floated from. So when it finally is floated to the top, when, when there's this miracle that takes place, for whatever reason, the guy doesn't grab it. He just kind of looks at it. I coach, a, well, I help coach uh, my six-year-old's basketball team. There's three dads that, that do that. And one of my weaknesses, I'm overly competitive. And the other day, we were, this Saturday, we were playing, and there's this team, the other six-year-old team has a ringer on it. You all know what a ringer is? He's like more developed than other, the other kids and can shoot from distance, you know, Probably can tie his own shoes. <laughs> Probably brushes his own teeth without his parents having to tell him. And he's just standing out there and he's shooting. He keeps draining him. So I was telling the kids, I'm like, dude, you got to stand up on this guy. You, you got to like get up close to him. Okay. You don't put one hand here. Right. And just like this kid. Okay. He's not like the other people. This is Sesame Street. He's not like the rest of them, okay? This kid's out there, and he's got the form, elbows in, right? And then after he shoots, he's holding it up, okay? So, like, get up on him. I said it a little bit more intense than that. Not really, but I wanted to inside. And, you know, right in front of him, this is happening. And it's kind of like in our lives, things happen and it's happening right in front of us and we don't grab it. See, we don't always grab what God has clearly put right in front of us. I even think that as many acts, heads, that are deep in the bottom of the lake or the ocean. I think there's just as many floating on the surface and the church isn't grabbing them. We all go to a game, we're like, dude, he needs to guard him closer. There's people that are lost that need to know Jesus and they're floating right there next to your cubicle. You have wanted to know what to do and someone has given you wise counsel and you're not grabbing it. Your spouse has told you that your marriage isn't in a good place. And they've asked you to go see counseling. And you haven't. Or 
We're more connected than we've ever been in a culture before with our phones. I mean, we just put an alarm system in and we can turn off the alarm from our phone. You, you've got this, I don't even know what it's called, grab and go or something where you can, I know I'm messing the name up, but where you can order something and somebody brings it to your house. Somebody knows what the name of that is. I can't. DoorDash. Thank you. DoorDash. Now we got, I mean, we're more connected than we've ever been. I'll have pizza and somebody else will bring it to me. Send. And while we're more connected than we've ever been as a culture, we're more lonely and isolated than we've ever been as a culture. And we have all these other people who are lonely and isolated right around us. We're more lonely than we've ever been, but we won't go to small group. We're struggling more than we've ever been financially, but we won't take a finance class. We won't do anything any different. And it's like right here. There is moms, single moms who are in Walmart and they are desperately trying to take care of three and four kids while putting their, their groceries on the checkout thing. And instead of maybe helping them, we're thinking of how we could cut in front of them and we could get out the door so we don't have to wait behind them. I can't believe that guy would miss the, that floating ax head. And we do. I do. Maybe you don't. I do. The software is available to put on your phone because you struggle with pornography. Our church has even offered to help you install it and you won't do it. You won't grab it right there. You struggle with alcohol and that you know when those AA meetings start, but you won't go. There's someone who's three, you know, grief never ends. Grief has seasons and phases to it. There's the I can't breathe phase and then there's the I can breathe. But, but like sometimes there's grief like it's like your arms cut off. You don't ever grow another arm back. You just kind of end up kind of dealing with it, but you don't ever get over it. But maybe there's someone around you who's not as far along in the grief place as you are, and God's saying, maybe you could pick up that axe head that's floating in the water and come alongside them and help them. It's the little things. It's the text. It's the phone call. It's the cup of coffee. It's the note. It's the smile. It's the beside. Church, there are axe heads all around us. And I wonder sometimes when we stand before God, if we're waiting on God to, you know, to give us this big, bad thing, then the reality is it's just these little things that we miss. And I don't know about you, but I have a tendency to miss more of those floating axe heads when I'm not spending enough time in the quiet with God. 
Maybe you're more spiritual than me and you just know every axe head there is and you meet that need. But for me, it, it, I'm a little bit more sensitive and notice more axe heads the more I've been with God. And, and I believe that's the way we all are. We can't expect to see the, the axe heads that are floating around if we're not spending time with God. It's in his spirit, it's connected to him, that he points out those, those people and those situations that that desire for us to pray and, and go on behalf. Let me tell you today, I didn't say this in the first service. You know, we talk about that stick. There was that new stick that was cut and it was pitched over the axe head. I think in, a, in some silly way, it's something that was different than what had been done before. You see, sometimes we do the same thing over and over and we expect something to float to the top. Every once in a while, we need to come at it from a different angle. Now, now I'm not trying to suggest that that's why that he cut a stick and it was put there. But the reality is this morning, maybe you're looking at something the exact same way over and over and over and over saying they should apologize. They should be the first one to make a move. They're the one that did it wrong. And maybe God's saying, yeah, but what if you did anyway? What if you're the first one to cut a stick? What if you're the person to go and, and call Jesus over to this situation right here instead of waiting on the idiot to do it that caused the problem in the first place? What if you just went first because the grace of God is just flowing through your heart and your mind and you didn't worry about who's right? Man, I'm going to tell you something. Marriage is in sometimes because everybody's right. Well, you might be right and they might be right, but everybody's miserable. You want to be right? Or do you want to have relationship? Are we passing up axe heads that are floating in the water? The answer to that is absolutely yes. We've all done it. There's not one person in here that hasn't missed one. But there's, not, but there's also not one person in here that can't grab one. Elijah says, grab it. If I got a 10-pound bass on the end of that hook, you ain't got to tell me to grab it. I'm just going to grab it. Or I'm going to say, get the net. And we all get that. And we all could say, grab it. But there are times, and I, I feel like God's not letting me move on from this. That's why I keep talking. I don't know why. But I feel like there are times that something is right in front of your face. Someone needs to hear this. And you're not grabbing it. And you're feeling like, God has left you or he's not with you or he isn't there and it's right in front of you. And then I was thinking today, for some of us, the axe head went down in the water just a minute ago. It wasn't a year ago or two years ago or three years ago. And you've lost something. 
could be someone, it could be something. I don't know. I could spend a lot of time trying to describe for us exactly what that is, but the reality is I don't know your story and I don't know what it is. But I do think there are times that the way that we get through those seasons of intense pain where we've lost something is to remember that God was faithful the last time and he will be faithful this time. Amen? Sometimes it's too fresh to say amen. But for some of us who've been around for a minute, you've had a little bit of a chance to to breathe You would agree with that, but for those of us who are in it today, sometimes it's just too fresh. But I do think there is something, there there are, there's some value in looking back. You know, we did a series called Distractions, and one of the one of the messages in that was called Yesterday Distractions. And in Yesterday Distractions, it's that we get fixated and stuck on yesterday and we can't get away from that. And that's not what I'm talking about. I think there are times though where we're in the middle of a hard season. And we're in the middle of it and it does us good to turn around and look back and remember other times in our life where we were in a tough season and God brought us through. And we look back at Facebook and we remember how hard it was when they were two years old. But we would go back in a second if we could. And we kind of think back and we say, you know what, that wasn't as bad a time as I thought. Or you know what, that was a horrible season. But man, God was faithful. Can I tell you today, in the middle of your great news, in the middle of your horrible news, in the middle of the mundane, wherever you're at today, God is faithful. He has not left you. He is with you. He desires relationship with you. Reach out and grab it. God cares about the little things that we care about. Even some stupid axe head. Sometimes we don't want to bother God with the little things. Oh, I don't want to call my husband at work over this. I don't want to call my wife at work over this. I don't want to bother them. They're busy. Let me tell you, there's nothing that you can't bother God about. He's never too busy. Amen. You can come to him with the desires of your heart. Lord, if you answer this, great. If you don't, great. God knows everything about you. He created you. You can come and talk to him. He's never too busy. And the reminder in that for us is, We're to be Christ-like. And there's people around us that maybe we're too busy that we don't see that axe head floating. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, God, remind us that we can't always be the person that retrieves it. Lord, there are certain things that they're too deep We can't get over it. We can't retrieve it, Lord. It's in those moments that that we need to be reminded, Lord, that you are the answer. Father, help us to get out of the way at times and trust you. Father, I pray for those, Lord, that 
who maybe aren't seeing the, the axe heads that are floating around them, God, would you give them the strength and the courage and the obedient heart to simply reach out and grab it? We give you praise and glory for who you are. Lord, someone watching online today, speak to their heart. Maybe they need to hear, it's not too late, it's not too far. Maybe you're calling them to grab it. Lord, speak to their hearts today. Let's stand together and worship.